How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with the boys, Alex and Ryan. Today we're discussing how the Yankees should deploy Anthony Volpe. Maybe from our perspectives, you know, maybe I have a different one than you, Ryan. But, you know, as we kind of head toward the 2023 season spring training right around the bend, we have a logjam in the infield. You know, you got Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Conner-Falefa, Glaber Torres, you got Peraza, you got, you know, Volpe um, getting the green light to compete for that starting shortstop job. But I think there is a right way for the Yankees to go about actually elevating him and not, you know, putting him in a spot where he's going to struggle and there's other options there and he could lose his job if he struggles for a prolonged period of time. I think that you kind of let him compete because he's earned the right to compete. But in the back of your head, you you are kind of committed to letting him develop a little bit more in AAA before pulling him up because adding another name to that mix uh, before you offload IKF, before you offload Donaldson and try to get rid of some of that salary space um, may end up kind of creating more of a problem. So the way I see this is kind of, you know, the projected infield. Of course, you got Rizzo at first, at second base. I think Labor Torres is cemented at this point in time. Third base, you know, you got Donaldson, you have DJ LeMahieu. You can't leave LeMahieu out of the equation. So you really are starting him at third base unless they trade Torres, which is unlikely at this point in time, at least until the trade deadline. So, you know, right now it's kind of tough because I, I kind of get the sense that IKF has more value than Donaldson because he's capable of playing third base and shortstop. Donaldson, they're hoping he can turn things around offensively. I'm not so optimistic at 37 years old. The power just, I think it's going to fall off, and I don't think he's going to be able to replicate what they think he will. Um, but at the end of the day, this really boils down to, you know, Volpe, what his his role could be early in the season. When is the right time to call him up? I have some interesting information, some good stats to back my opinion. Um, and then Ryan has some really good, you know, minor league, uh, like advanced statistics to give you guys so that you can kind of, you know, formulate your own opinion and let us know in the YouTube comment section what you guys think as well. But Ryan, before we dive into it, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, when you look at Anthony Volpe, when you look at just, um, you know, what the skill set he provides to the Yankees, I've hammered this point home. You know, the excitement about Anthony Volpe or the the hype around Anthony Volpe, what makes him someone that prospect lists rank very well. Uh, you know, MLB Pipeline has him fought fifth. MLB uh, Baseball America has him in their top 15. Fangraphs has them in their top 10. You know, like wherever you go, he is considered an elite prospect. Um, and the reason for that isn't because Anthony Volpe's ceiling is not that his, we don't know what his ceiling is. I can't sit here and define that for you but um not, not because this guy you know is gonna hit the ball 120 miles an hour like Aaron Judge you know and, and have you know these 160 170 WRC plus peaks and just you know be the best player in baseball year in and year out um that that's not the uh that's not the uh, value in Anthony Volpe Anthony Volpe is not that type of player right um and, and I don't I, I say that not to tell Yankee fans you know you guys have been hyped up for a player who isn't that good. No, you've been hyped up for a player that has a really high floor and just has an extremely high six. Like there's a very good chance Anthony Volpe goes out there uh, and becomes a quality major leaguer and not just a quality major leaguer, but a really good major league baseball player. Um, the base running is really good. You know, the defense at shortstop hasn't been regarded in the same way as Peraza's, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? Just because in compared to Oswald Peraza, who's considered an excellent defender, Anthony Volpe isn't as good, but he's considered a good, he's considered a major league caliber shortstop. The arm isn't great, but but the tools are there for him to be a pretty good shortstop. And you imagine at second base, which is the position the Yankees would probably envision him playing, just because, again, Oswald Peraza, right? Why would you move a better defensive shortstop off of shortstop? That makes no sense to me. Um, the ideal world is Peraza play shortstop and Volpe play second base. Or maybe Volpe plays third. But again, the arm just feels like it plays better at second base. Um, but I digress. I imagine Yankees are going to have him playing, you know, second and third if they can in spring training in the minor leagues. Um 
quite frankly, uh, the base running, the, the defense, and then the bat, right? The, the bat has, it's a very high contact bat. There isn't a lot of chase in his game. Like, he doesn't expand the strike zone. A 17.7% chase rate last year across AA and, and, and AAA is minuscule, right? He, he does not expand from the strike zone. His contact rate, 77.7%, right? Um, in, in terms of, you know, strikeouts under 20%, walks above uh, 10%. Um, you know, he just consistently goes out there uh, and, and he has great uh, plate discipline. You know, against breaking balls, he doesn't chase. Against fastballs, he does well against you know high velocity he does pretty well so um again there's really nothing that's wrong about anthony volpe there's nothing he does poorly the raw power isn't elite it's you know okay right but okay raw power with really good pulled fly ball rates translates into 20 to 25 30 home run potential even um and, and it's that complete aspect to his game that makes him such a high uh highly valued uh player in this farm system and, and a guy that i really look at as uh a key part an integral part of this team going forward you know this team isn't a team that runs the bases dynamic in a dynamic manner, right? You think of Peraza and Bader, but that's basically it, right? Everyone else is kind of an older guy or, or they never came up with a great speed tool in the first place. Uh, you look defensively at second base, Glaber's done a great job. Can Volpe be even better than that? Who knows, right? Um, you know, you look at the middle of the lineup even, right? You know, you, you kind of feel like last year was it was Aaron Judge who performed very well. Anthony Rizzo had a pretty good year. And then everyone else kind of hovered around average or above average, which was enough for this team to lead the American League and run scored. But you certainly feel like this team team can definitely uh, be better than that, right? You feel like there's a there's just another level that team can reach offensively with the amount of uh, firepower they have. You mentioned Josh Donaldson, right? This team is such is so deep in the infield that a guy who, you know, would is, is largely considered to be, you know, someone who should project for an above average uh, offensive season next year won't be starting on opening day, most likely, right? Like that's kind of the level of depth this infield has. Um, and, and I say this not to sit here and say the Yankees infield is perfect. There are no risks. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but it, it's more so to say, you know, there is a lot of talent in the infield. And Anthony Volpe adds to that. You know, spring training should be a shot for him to maybe open some eyes for the major league team. But I still think ultimately the best uh, par of course here is give him some time at AAA and then let him come up. Yeah, so that's kind of where my perspective lies as well. Um, and the reason that I kind of feel that way is because Anthony Volpe, you look at his numbers, and he progressively gets better as he gets more experience at whatever level he's at. So, you know, let's look at, you know, Somerset last season. Starts out the year pretty slow. You know, when April hits 197 with a 329 OBP, you know, he's kind of, you know, kind of easing along. May hits 207, 297 OBP. So, you know, it's, he's up and down in, the, in terms of on-base percentage. But then the kid hits his stride, right? He has two two first months where underwhelming. People are starting to ask, "Is Volpe the guy? Can he actually compete?" That was dumb as hell to act. If you thought that, you you know did not give him enough of a sample size. Traditionally, it takes about Volpe you know a month or two months to get his bearings. June comes around. He hits two ninety eight with a three sixty OBP. It's five homers with eighteen RBIs and twelve stolen bases. But, you know, that's not an anomaly because July he ends up hitting 296 with a 416 OBP, five homers again with nine RBIs and seven stolen bases. But, you know, if that doesn't prove enough to you just yet, in August he has 247 with a 349 OBP. Um, he has three homers with 11 RBIs and seven stolen bases. September rolls around, gets promoted to Scranton in AAA, hits 234 with a 308 OBP. So, you know, his numbers dive a little bit, but he starts off his tenure in AAA with Scranton with a six-consecutive game hitting streak, and he has multiple hits in, in, in most of those games. And you're like, okay, like, this guy translates. He goes through a little bit of a lull, finishes the season strong. 
Um, so, you know, the little bit of a lull drags his numbers down, but he starts off really strong against AAA-level talent. And I imagine if you give him a month or two, he's starting to put together those really, really impressive numbers in the batter's box that we're so accustomed to. And to go with it, you talked about dynamic uh, base running. He's capable of that. The guy is capable of putting together 20, 25-plus stolen bases a year. He's a freak athlete. Um, you know, the base is getting bigger. All the things that are promoting more offensive style of play, he has the exact traits to, you know, translate that into production. So when you're looking at Volpe, you know, you mentioned the defensive attributes. You mentioned, you know, we're confident he can be a good shortstop, but as a long-term second baseman, he actually may be a far better player. So, you know, what I would suggest if I'm, you know, the Yankees, if it, what I, in my opinion, I think that Peraz is going to win that starting shortstop battle. He's a very good defender. You know, you give him a year to see if he can elevate his game to be a good offensive player. We know he's going to put together probably close to a gold glove level shortstop season, if, if we're being honest. Like, he's that good defensively. Um, in terms of offense, if he can get on base at a 33% clip, if he can hit 250, if he can hit 10-plus homers, I'm going to be very happy about what he offers this team. Um, in terms of Peraza taking a big step forward, and he only had 18 games of a sample size last year, so that's not much to really work off of. But I do think that his quality is is good enough to um, put together a really good offensive campaign and then continue to compound that and build on it. Anthony Volpe is going to be a really good offensive player within the first two or three months at the professional level, in my opinion. We're going to be like, okay, this guy's a stud. He can get on base at a 34% clip. You know, he might be our future leadoff man, um, especially because DJ LeMay, who, you know, the injury is catching up to him. He's a little bit older now, 33 years old, 34 years old. So you need another guy that's going to be um, you know, a leadoff man if you need one. Volpe could be that guy. A lot of people look look and have been saying Harrison Bader lately, but I don't think he's going to get on base enough to really justify being a leadoff man. You know, he can hit for contact. He can make contact with the baseball, and he has a little bit of underrated power. But I really like guys that get on base at 34, 35-plus per, percent clips, and Bader's just not going to be that guy. So as a leadoff option, not my favorite. Uh, but Volpe, you know, if you give him the time, I think he's getting on base 34-plus percent. He's going to be a great leadoff man for the future. Um, do you think that's something to consider, uh, Ryan? You know, do you think that Volpe could be our leadoff man um, down the road? I think that he definitely has the qualities to be so. Yeah, so as I mentioned before with the chase rate, like this is a very patient hitter. This is a very high contact, contact and play discipline. That's that's Anthony Volpe's uh, bread and butter, and I think a lot of Yankee fans are going to be very excited to hear that. Um, quite frankly, he has all the tools to be a leadoff hitter, right? Again, you know, you, you look at kind of your ideal leadoff hitter. They get on base. They have great speed. They don't strike out too much. They put the ball in play. They force uh, action. They're they're the setup man. They, they put up a tough at bat and try to get on base for, you know, a guy like Aaron Judge, right? That's kind of the – Aaron Judge is also kind of the ideal uh, number two hitter, uh, you know, you know, ultimately, Volpe is someone who, you know, should get a shot to, to at least earn uh, the opportunity to be the leadoff hitter. You know, I'm not saying DJ LeMayu isn't good enough for that position um, or DJ LeMayu isn't that good of a hitter. Uh, but but quite frankly, you know, you look at what DJ LeMayu does and what Anthony Volpe does. DJ LeMayu would pro profile really well for a fifth or sixth spot in the lineup if you think about it, right? Because he puts the ball in play a lot, you know, with runners on base. That is definitely going to play really well, right? You know, you think of situations like where Josh Donaldson came up in the ALCS and you think of having DJ LeMayu there instead. Um, I think the fate of that ALCS or a couple of games may have been either a little bit closer or maybe the Yankees would have flat out won the game or two there. Um, and ultimately, that's the premium of uh, a good hit tool. So Anthony Volpe as, as a leadoff hitter would definitely be the ideal situation. That That's 
100% where I think he's hitting uh, in about a year or two at, at worst. You know, that I don't think it takes much longer than that um, if, if the bat translates. Again, I compare him to Marcus Simeon, right? Uh, Marcus Simeon is a guy who's led off for many teams for a pretty, you know, led off with Toronto, has led off with the Rangers, you know. Uh, I think that is the type of player you're looking at for Anthony Volpe. Uh, not elite raw power, doesn't do anything extremely well, but doesn't do anything poorly either. Like defensively, base running, they're both really going to be good players, I think, at the second base position. Uh, and the bat isn't necessarily the best in the world. It isn't like, you know, Aaron Judge levels, but it's pretty good, right? And pretty good is all you really need, right? Again, if Anthony Volpe, I think, puts up a 115 WRC+, plus, which I'm not saying he's going to do in his rookie year. I think it's a lot to ask of a rookie. Uh, but in year two, let's say, a 115 WRC+, plus, full season, plays really good defense at second base, is a great base runner, steals a bunch of bases, right? You're going to be like, huh, that's not like an elite player per se. Like, is that even an all-star? But you look at the, the end of the season totals, you look at the wins of a replacement, look at the total value. He's going to be, you know, etched up there with a four to five war if he plays a full season. You're going to be like, wow, you know, the Yankees really got something here. Um, so ultimately, Volpe as a leadoff guy, I mean, that's kind of the dream scenario. If the Yankees finally get their speedy leadoff hitter and someone who can be there for God knows how long. Right, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking at here is, so, okay, the the conclusion that we've come to is that we both agree that Anthony Volpe should start in, in AAA with Scranton. I think that we can both agree that that's the best place for him to be, because right now the Yankees have to figure out this logjam in the infield. Getting him some experience against better quality talent over a larger sample size will only benefit him, and it gives the Yankees time to figure out shortstop with Peraza and IKF. It gives them time to see more of a sample size during regular season games, and if Peraza can elevate his game. Um, Volpe, here's the thing, don't keep him down for too long. I'm in the boat of, you know, you don't have to manipulate his service time. He's ready to go very soon. Everyone in the organization believes he is ready to go probably within the first few weeks of the season starting. Um, I'd love for them to pull him up as he gets hot. I think he, okay, my projection is that Anthony Volpe is going to get hot in AAA at around June. I think that two months, he's going to start getting consistent. He's going to start seeing the ball really well, and he's going to hit his stride. Right when he hits that hot streak in June, you pull him up. You know, you don't, you know, because then you have proof that he's ready to go. Then you have proof that he's kicking some serious ass in AAA, and you can justify taking that risk and pulling him up and letting him, even if he struggles a little bit, you have months and, and weeks of, of, of the season um, at the top level, the MLB level, left to utilize Volpe at his strength. And if he pans out, if he's kicking ass and Peraza's playing well too, then Gleyber Torres becomes expendable. And Gleyber Torres can be used as a valuable piece to plug a position that the Yankees don't know is going to be a problem just yet. You know what I mean? Like, there are going to be injuries. Is it going to be a starting pitcher? Is it going to be a bullpen piece? Is it going to be an outfield piece? The Yankees are going to deal with injuries. Every team does, especially this one. So... Uh, Torres, in my opinion, ends up becoming a valuable trade piece because we just don't know what that injury, what that injured position is going to look like just yet, what it's going to be, if they're going to need support. And Volpe will be ready to take over second base and hopefully Peraza's kicking ass at shortstop. Worst case scenario, you can flip up those two guys and, you know, shake it up if you need be. And you still have Oswaldo Cabrera who can play second base, shortstop, whatever position you need him to, um, to smooth things over. Now, having three rookies playing a lot of playing time may not be the most advisable thing. Um, people may look down upon that entire concept, but the alternative is Josh Donaldson. The alternative is Isaiah Conner-Falefa. The alternative is Aaron Hicks. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather go with guys that have a ton of potential that ones we know um, aren't going to be World Series caliber players and, and contribute toward um, a championship. You know what I mean? So right now, Ryan, I'll give you your, your, your final take here. How do you think Anthony Volpe's 2023 season plays out? When do you think he gets called up? And, you know, what do you think is the right strategy? Yeah, so, you know, I think June is a good kind of 
uh, month to have him called up, right? There's two things that are important here. Number one, as you mentioned, making sure he is stable at the mate at the AAA level and is you know performing well and gets hot. You know is adjusted to that and is now ready to make the leap to the major leagues and then number two the most something that people don't talk about enough you have to know what you have in your infield right um if Glaber Torres is playing really well and, and Oswald Peraza is playing really, really well and, and DJ May who's playing a strong third base right um you have to consider right if you're calling up Volpe you have to you want to upgrade right you don't want to downgrade you're competing you don't want to downgrade right um you know if if you have your three middle if, if Volpe doesn't have an opening in the lineup right like what what do you do with that right what, what is the answer there what is the situation you do like what, what, what are the Yankees supposed to do there um you know, again, it's it's not something for me saying that Anthony Volpe, uh, you know, can't compete and outplay those guys. But again, if, if all three of those guys are playing well, right, like what what would be the justification for bringing up someone who you know was going to struggle for a little bit or is most likely going to struggle for a little bit um, and, and start him immediately? So uh, the Yankees are going to have to have that question of, you know, who's performing well, you know, who's performing sustainably well. Are there injuries, right? Like let's in June, right, you know, or even in May, Volpe's playing like has a 120 WRC plus in AAA, not necessarily killing it, but doing really well, right? Like, so, you know, he's on that border of like, hey, we could call him up, right? And LeMahieu comes, goes down with injury, right? If it's a 15-day IL stint, are you calling Volpe up and risking that, you know, if he doesn't perform well, you might send him back down? Or does it have to be a long-term injury, right? It, it's there are, a lot of, there are a lot of question marks about what becomes an opening for Anthony Volpe. Uh, and so I think June's a good, like, just safe month where you kind of know what you have in your infield. You kind of know what Anthony Volpe's trend is, what he's, what he, how he's trending, how he's doing. Um, and I think that's kind of the safe way to handle this. Uh, I know a lot of people want to see him earlier. I, I definitely want to see him as soon as possible. Uh, but you have, you're, you're a team that's, you're not a rebuilding team right this isn't the Royals with Bobby Witt Jr. or the Orioles with Adley Rutschman or even I would even say the Mariners with Julio Rodriguez where that team wasn't necessarily in championship contention just yet we didn't really know what the Mariners were this team's expected to win the American League East and and win and and go to the ALCS at the very at the very least right um you can't sacrifice wins uh to call it Volpe uh so you have to know what you have in the infield before you do anything so that's kind of how I view things June's a safe month to do that yeah, I think, you know, we're kind of on the same um, exact uh, kind of wavelength here with Anthony Volpe. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. When do you think they should pull him up? Do you think they should call him up now or give him some time in AAA? You know, always happy to hear your thoughts below. As always, make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Enjoy the football games on Sunday afternoon. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.